Hello, and welcome to Cat Month on Movie Theater Time Machine Podcast. Today, (laughs) today, we are... Oh, enough out of you interrupting, Cat. Today, today we are... If I can continue, today we are reviewing Rhubarb, a 1951 comedy. Um, it was directed by Arthur Lubin? Is that how, Lubin? I'm not sure I how you say Lubin, that. Lubin, I think. But that would be two Bs. There's only one B. Yeah. Um, it, and it stars RNG the Cat, um, Jan Sterling, and Ray Milland. Milland? Sounds right to oh, me, man, yeah. I yeah. Don't know. Uh, it's also, it's you should know, it is based on a book from 1946, also called Rhubarb. <laughs> so basically, it's about a cat who inherits a baseball team. Um, this is my obviously my first time seeing it. How about the rest of you, I assume? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely the first time I've seen this. And we want to introduce our, our friend here. Oh, yeah, introduce yourself. Hey, uh, uh, I'm Brian. I'm uh, actually part of the 4041 Media Group with the uh, Movie Theater Time Machine. Thanks for having me on, uh, Kaz and Nick. I appreciate it. Yeah, so Dan I, and Joss could not be really, here because they're... Actually. Yeah. I had never seen it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I, you said again, I think I, I, I... I never knew it was a book. I never knew it was a book either, um, the uh, rhubarb. But that's kind of interesting. I wonder, I wonder what the book would be like. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. So we figured we should have a baseball guy on the, the podcast because I don't really yeah. know much about baseball. I know yeah, about cats. Yeah. There was a lot of interesting things, too, about, like, uh, superstitions. It seems like the, yes. the, the movie kind of took upon a lot of the, the superstitions in baseball because a lot of baseball players tend to be very, very superstitious. That, but that part was really, really funny. Just to me, I think a lot of the superstitions are, are very funny sometimes. Is there any uh, baseball player superstitions that you know of or anything oh, that... That stand not, out? Not really currently, but I know like Wade Boggs always had to eat chicken and beer in the clubhouse, or, or chicken at least anyway, especially if he was like getting on a hitting streak. Um, I, I think... A lot of times, there's players that they, they have to wear a, like if they're if they're growing a mustache or a beard or something, they just keep growing it if they're winning. <laughs> and sometimes the whole team will do stuff like that. Would the team like pull the beard or whatever for good luck? Uh, that I don't know, <laughs> but maybe. But I wouldn't be surprised because I think sometimes they even some players even go to um, even more or less like the like as far as starting pitchers, they they go like they do the exact same routine in the dugout like. Uh, like in the clubhouse and then in the dugout when they're getting ready for the game they have to like chew like three pieces of gum uh, take five steps to the mound or whatever it is it's a, a bunch of little things like that that they <laughs> was it common for teams to have mascots like we see uh, the Brooklyn Brooklyn loons end up with um, rhubarb the cat while the St. Louis ends up with that they have a the dog tree. with them the dog right yeah the dog that yeah. ends up chasing the cat yeah, that was that was pretty funny, especially yeah, especially part of the when the the dog and the cat were chasing each other. Yeah, um, but but I think that nowadays there's not too many mascots. And nowadays, like the Yankees don't have a mascot. I guess they did have a mascot like in like the '80s for like five years, and then I think Steinbrenner he hated the mascot, no. so they they got rid of him. What but was the mascot? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it wasn't. If you look back at it, I think it was called Dandy, 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 the Yankee mascot, or something, something like that. It was called Dandy. Oh. But it was kind of a weird looking mascot. But but um, they never really George George Steinbrenner never liked it. They just kind of at the time it was in the eighties, and that's when the a lot of teams were getting mascots like the, uh, the oh. Padres. I think they had the <laughs> yeah. San Diego Chicken. Oh, they had the San Diego Chicken. Now they have the Fryer. Um, yeah, we're just we're a, just looking at a picture of the dandy Yankee, and it, it yeah. looks like a bowling pin covered in hair with a yeah. mustache and Mr. Like potato old Head old face. Uh, it just makes me think of um, <laughs> with the uh, the Matthew Perry odd couple where they uh, he threw out the first pitch of the Mets game and then beams the mascot <laughs> for the Mets off the head. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> If anyone has seen that, actually, if you could find the modern odd couple with Thomas Lennon and Matthew Perry, oh, it's... Yeah. We found it on Pluto TV. Yeah, it's surprisingly <laughs> funny. Yeah. It's yeah. Surprisingly really funny, but anything... Have you watched the original show? I've seen every I've seen every incarnation of the odd couple, uh, as it is, so it's really... It, it was like, wow, this really surprised me. But anyway, there's a movie, but I do I do want to throw one interesting fact out. I was doing some research on it. Um, this was a time where the movies were uh, released at you know not you know nationally and then released locally in smaller theaters at random times. So uh, this movie actually came out locally on the day my dad was born. Uh, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I found a movie as old as you. He's like, he's like, can you tell me anything better about this? I'm like, not really. I just found a movie that was as old as you. Like, okay. <laughs> uh, but it's, I mean, this movie, wow. Like, what? What's such a thing about this is like all the movies we've done. Like, this is probably one of the most original ideas I've ever seen. I feel yeah. like it should have been oh, yeah. like a 90s comedy. Yeah. Yeah. See, like, as, I, I'm surprised. I, I wonder if they've ever done like a Garfield cartoon. Yeah, right? Yeah. I was thinking of Garfield, too. Yeah, and yeah. the, um, I'm thinking like that, but it's just like, if there was, it's just something like, it just seems like you could hear like the 90s trailer with like the record scratch. <laughs> and when a cat inherits a baseball team. But then, hijinks it too when the millionaire dies. Dun, dun, dun. Rhubarb now owns the Brooklyn Loons. What will they do next? Did Brooklyn have its own team? I was kind of confused when they were talking about Brooklyn as one team and then New York had another team. And I'm like, wait, isn't Brooklyn in New York? Well, yeah. They, they, yeah. Yeah, like, they did that. Um, at one time, um, and especially in the 50s when it was, oh, uh, um, the Brooklyn, they had uh, four New York teams, the Brooklyn Dodgers, mm. the New York Yankees, the New York Giants, and um, I think there was, oh no, the, well, the New York Mets were the fourth one, but that, that wasn't until 62. Ah. So they had three New York teams at the time. Damn. Uh, but then they, the Dodgers moved to LA and San Francisco got the Giants. I didn't know the New York Gi the Giants started in New York. Yeah, yeah, and actually they um, they shared the polo grounds for a little while with the Yankees because the polo grounds were right next to Yankee Stadium, oh. and the Yankees, uh, I guess the Giants and the, the Giants didn't want the American League to get a 
a New York team originally, mm. and um, that so then all of a sudden, uh, I guess when they did get a New York team, the Giants, uh, they, their ownership, they they, they they were not very kind, fans too. They were not very kind to the Yankees, the Yankees, and uh, the Yankees were probably like one of the least favorite teams in New York. Probably, well, they were the only two teams, but they they were not not what they were today like they, they, I guess they, they they didn't draw nearly as much and they were actually the New York Highlanders this was back like in the 1900s to 19 teens I guess yeah and uh, by the Man, way what do you call that 19 teens yeah I don't oh, know 1910s yeah. I guess yeah which by the way listeners I mean if you're wondering why Brian knows so much about the Yankees I mean he is the host of the historic pinstripes podcast mm-hmm. Which is a forty forty one media original. Yeah, is there anything you want to plug, or do we do that later? Whatever. Um, well, not 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 really. I mean, just um, you know, just that you can check it out on any podcast platform like this one. Um, um, I'm, I'm gonna have a lot more content content come out soon too, because because I, uh, I I have to get back into it a little bit more, but. Yeah, I, I enjoy it too because I, I really, I really like talking just talking about the Yankees, especially in baseball. And really, all baseball too. Um, a lot of times, I'll have my dad go on and we're talking about things, and um, I, I kind of like creating games. So it's, I don't know. It's just fun to talk about baseball for me. That's the one. That's the one thing I've always really liked talking a lot about. I've never really been a huge talker. So, and but, one of- but I, 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 I think that it, it's good to have. Like your niche, kind of like movies for you guys and TV yeah. shows. I like to talk about cats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a wonder why this was really your month. I mean, it's perfect. I, I kind of perfect for you. <laughs> I, I want to take a little time to talk about RNG the cat. Yeah, I got. He has his own wiki page. Um, uh, huh. He's in a bunch of different things. Um, he was in the Diary of Anne Frank, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, Incredible Shrinking Man, and The Dick Van Dyke Show, Beverly Hillbilly, oh my god, My Favorite Martian, uh, Mission Impossible, uh, the show, he was on uh, the 60s Batman show. Did he start doing a dance and go, cat, bow? I doubt that. He, he, was, with, he was with Catwoman, obviously. <laughs> no way. And let's see, there's apparently an award called the Picture Animal Top Star of the Year Award. So he won two Patsy Awards. One for rhubarb. You can't imagine, like, what it's like to give an award for a cat, because cats simply look like they, can, <laughs> they could not give a shit at all. Or they look at it, or they put them on the podium, they look at it, start rubbing their face on it, and then just fall asleep. Okay. And... Apparently, he often, uh, at least somebody said, he often s- scratched and bit actors. So, in this movie, you're going to notice uh, Rhubarb starts off as a vicious feral cat. And he's just always hissing and growling until the, um... Oh, the owner. Yeah, TJ. Um, the, the eccentric millionaire ends up taming him. And... Yeah. There's a lot with this that I kind of wonder, and I wanted to see, like, a second movie with TJ. Just alone, <laughs> seeing him, just just him alone. And, I mean, he's only, like, 
in the movie for like the first 30 minutes but I wanted more yeah. I wanted more because it's like yeah. you know he has his personal assistant slash butler whose name who, is Doom yeah yeah like he's, and yeah. he looks it they go by Doom but he's a a, a and they it's mentioned very quickly that he's an old pitcher who he just kept around and you know it seems to be that he's he's taking in all these people who quote they got spunk <laughs> like and and I, you know there's there's one line and I just I love hearing this like description in old movies where they describe people as like dames and slick I don't remember slick but there was definitely dame and doll yeah. and yeah oh look at that dame there I'm like and it's just the funniest old word slang that's not used anymore wow what a dame <laughs> is that your do, are you doing an impression of your grandpa yeah Okay, I thought so. <laughs> yeah. My grandfather used to do this thing where it's like, you got this girl you like in class. Yeah, is she a dame? Does like, she got yams? <laughs> it's just like, for, like, for days? <laughs> <laughs> is she a dame? I'm like, it's just like, it's just the weirdest description of somebody. I'm like, I mean, is she beautiful? Yes. It's All right. so old-timey. Yeah, it's just funny. I, I didn't know back with that. I just want to see, like, what somebody with the name of Banner, like, obviously. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like, like TJ Banner and just see I got a Hulk what joke he's like. Up. And I want to see, like, I want to see, like, his weird eccentricities because obviously he owned more than the, the baseball team. I think we should get into the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah, go right ahead. I know you're leading, but I'm just yeah. through that, too. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, basically, for a movie about baseball, um, it starts off being about golf. <laughs> We're at a golf course, and this scraggly cat um, who, would, who would become uh, rhubarb, he's, like, feral. He just chases after all the golf balls and hoards them. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> and he had, that it was kind of interesting how he had all the golf balls right in his little, like, cave area. Plus tennis balls. Yeah. And, tennis balls, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, an eight ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of look like bird, bird, uh, bird eggs at first for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Like, Rhubarb's gonna hatch those things. But I just yeah. like what it, a golf ball hatch into. Yeah. <laughs> bird, reptile, dinosaur. It, it's, it's the funniest thing for a feral cat to be on a golf course. Just somebody who's all snooty and you know just doing that. They're just thinking of like last week's movie, we had bringing a baby when they're briefly on a on a golf course. Yeah, I'm like or golf just, again. Or just something like that. Do all these cat movies have to have a golf course? Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's a different. Well, I mean, if next week's movie's on a golf course, and we have a whole different thing to talk about. But. I have to remember if next is next week. Uh, Felix the cat. No, not Felix. Oh, uh, shit. Um, Fritz the cat. Fritz. A huge, huge, huge difference. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. <laughs> and then it's the cat from outer space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I, uh, but either way. I have those are the order reversed in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so funny where they do like, oh, that cat is taking away my ball. Oh no, like. It's the worst thing ever. How does the cat get the ball in his mouth? It's not like a the yeah. squishy cat toy, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. 
or it doesn't have holes like the plastic jingle balls. Right. Yeah. That's this. I remember like a Cary Grant. Though. I was like, this one has a little red circle on it, so that's my bottle. <laughs> but um, I mean, maybe maybe with the lace, because there's a little like laces, but they're usually tight, very very tightly wound on the baseball. Mm. The, the laces. So maybe, mm. maybe just, they just he got the 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 little a little piece of the lace or something. I don't know. But a Good golf point. ball. We're talking yeah. about golf balls. Oh, golf ball. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That, yeah. That. Yeah. Maybe they just did. I don't know if they had CG back then, but nah. probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That, that was a talented cat, I guess. But uh, man, they, um, the golfers are not happy, except for uh, TJ, who was um, sitting on a bench watching all this. Um, yeah. And he's really—is this before the dogs? Yeah. He's watching the golfers get all pissed. They're so mad. They go send for some guards who bring police dogs to, and they send the dogs after the cat. I love this. And, and TJ's just wicked impressed with um, the oh, cat's yeah. moxie. Yeah. yeah. He's a fighter. Yeah. The, 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 I believe the line was he had, you know, between, he has all, fight. Yeah, between all of them, they have $320 million. He's snubbing the nose at $320 million. I like that cat. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I like the cat too. Yeah. So the dogs go into the bushes, and you see the bushes rustle like a cartoon. <laughs> like we didn't want to animate this, and uh, not that it even was animated. So it made even more sense to have the fight behind a bush. But uh, um, the, then you hear the dogs go, and then the dogs run out of the bush with rhubarb victorious. <laughs> they were big dogs. The look on the cat's face was just like uh, get out of here. Yeah, yeah, it was like and stay out. That cat don't take no crap. Yeah, yeah, get out of here. So um, you're not dames. What is Eric's relationship to TJ? Uh, oh, it says team publicist. Yeah. Uh, Eric Yeager is a poor bastard that uh, TJ sends to catch the cat. <laughs> uh, and he does it with a net and he does it a couple of times but every time the damn cat claws through the net and he brings the net back with a bunch of holes I, well you know what I mean I think, a big hole I think it was perfect the way that they cut it so it's like you see him catch the cat it obviously struggles a little bit but then it quickly smash cuts to and fades to the the cat the, uh, the, the net with a hole in it they're just looking in the music. And then they're going back to it. Like, they're going back there, and then they, this really, like, eccentric, you know, catch, or, you know, cage. Yep, the high-tech cage with the automatically closing door. He gets that from the... Wherever he shops. Yeah, right. What kind of what kind of pro shop really carries all that? I don't. You imagine it's somewhere near the golf course, really. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, like is that the pro shop, really? Uh, but they said oh, he needs bait, and then they're like, we don't have any meat. It's like that's okay because he uses a golf ball, I believe. Yeah, this this cat's meat is balls. <laughs> I don't think he phrased it that way, but no, that's what they said. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> this cat needs his balls. I'm like, 
I noticed this cat does have balls, but that's later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm so like, that's huh. <laughs> Okay, he's not neutered. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, um, so, uh, let's see. Yeah, there's not a, much written in the wiki about the plot of the movie, so I didn't start taking notes until I realized that a little later. Um, but they do catch rhubarb with this cage and the cat is pissed yeah and eric brings him home to uh tj and of course tj's like what's the fight in him because because the cat i guess comes down until he why he he's half dead <laughs> until he lets him out he tries to pet him and then he, the cat scratches him and he's like oh that's better <laughs> oh, there you go, cat. I like you. <laughs> yeah, and then I... That's funny. The cat just kind of runs around the room and ends up on the chandelier, knocking over lamps, hissing at everybody, growling, and doesn't want anyone to touch him. Yeah. And then we're introduced to Myra. <laughs> who's um, TJ's uh, daughter. She does not like the cat. <laughs> she just likes lifting weights. Yeah, that was kind of random. <laughs> like, okay, like, I'm a personal trainer, and I know a lot of female trainers. You know, uh, probably more than a lot of people. And um, the, the the there's, a, I'm assuming she's with her brother or with some sort of a, you I know. Thought it, I thought he, he was a boyfriend or yeah, something. That, I don't know. Yeah, well, probably, where she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. And then, you know, he's bench pressing on the floor for some reason and you know she spots him and then you know lifts the lifts the bar up <laughs> she then, left in the middle of spotting him yeah just to go Dude. yell about the cat and i'm like you don't do that number one and she has uh. probably about like and I, I looked at it and i don't automatically couldn't do you know did the math in my head and it's about like let's see one it was 25 25 and a 15 pound at least that's what i saw so 25, 25, 15, so it's 130 pounds on someone's chest. Like, that's a small woman. Mm. You know, that's a, that's a small adult. Mm. In general, I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, I forgot to do this like, But the fact that Doom... She didn't even know it was a cat Yeah, yet. But the fact that Doom calls them both vitamin A and vitamin B as they're running into the scene is fantastic. Why? Is that a mean... Something? No, but it's it's just a funny way to describe them as they're so healthy he calls them vitamin A and vitamin B. You know? Okay. <laughs> so uh, somehow uh TJ manages to win the cat's affection and yeah. pet him. I I guess That's just right. hmm? Slowly. That's right, yes. Yeah, that yeah, that that was kinda kinda cool because you could you you kinda tell that he was he kind of gravitated towards yeah. the cat. Yeah, I, I just thought of it too. I'm sorry, there, but there, yeah, vitamin A, vitamin A is basically uh, fiber. So, so she yeah. makes you shit. Yeah. So yeah, you know, fiber, and then vitamin B is uh, zinc. So he basically called them, you know, fiber and iron. <laughs> you know, so so it's like okay, it's funny. Yeah, that, but yeah, he uh, the way that he does that, like okay, like, like he's purring, he's purring, he's oh, fine. Who doesn't want a 
cat purring. Oh, you like him. Oh, yeah, that, that is one of the best things in the world. I forgot what he said when he named the cat Rhubarb. Yeah, enough of this, Rhubarb. Like, yeah. hey, that's your name, have Rhubarb. You, have you ever heard of the term Rhubarb before? Um, I, I have. I actually looked it up when I saw that, and I guess I guess back in, like, the 50s or whatever it was, they, they used to say Rhubarb, Rhubarb. I don't know why, but I guess it was, like, kind of like something that had something to do with it whenever there was a fight in the, in the baseball game or something like that. Yeah. Oh. That's what the wiki says. Something like that. I, I think it exactly. A slang for an on-field argument or f- baseball yeah. slang for an uh, on-field argument or fight. I, and I think, it, I think it was more back, like, in the 50s, 60s. I don't remember before the 60s, probably, like, 50s, 40s, and 30s. Because there was a lot of things back then. I think they there was a lot more. There was a lot less home runs hit. They did a lot more concentration on, like, just hitting the ball and, and uh, running stealing bases hit and run and and I think that that's kind of what it's like whenever he kept when when he was first talking about uh, TJ was first talking about the cat and then he talked to how he liked his like feistiness or basically um for lack of a better word um and I, I think that's it's, that's always what it sounded like it was kind of like a metaphor like kind of like because of the baseball team. I don't know. That's kind of how I yeah, took it. Yeah, because hmm. apparently it's a really crappy team. Uh, the, Brooklyn, yeah. the Brooklyn Loons. And I, at first I thought, is yeah. Loons just a mean nickname? No, I guess it's the team's actual name. <laughs> I don't suppose any baseball teams were ever named after Loons. I don't think so, no. No, no. But the, uh, yeah, it, it, one of them is Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, we see him later uh, in the background, and he gets, like, one line. Oh, oh is that all, Itch? <laughs> it's so little. Yeah, yeah, extremely young. Like, he doesn't even have his Vulcan eyebrow look either <laughs> yet. And, like, like huh. that's, yeah. Did you catch him, Brian? I, I did. Well, I'm not too familiar with the Star Trek characters, um, and Leonard Nimoy, but, but um, I, I was looking for him, but I didn't. I didn't spot him. We'll, we'll show you. I only picked up on it because I saw a video on YouTube. <laughs> okay. I was like, "Oh, Leonard Nimoy's in there." Okay. I'm like, "Oh." Okay. I probably did see him, but I was. I, I kept thinking oh, maybe it was the guy. Um, toward the end of the video, he was a little bit more involved. He had black hair. Um. He was like a gambler, I think, or something like that. But no. he, was, he helped out uh, uh, Eric um, Yeager, the, the the guy that had the inheritance of the cat. No, mm. uh, he was um, he was in the scene where like all all the um, I don't want to jump ahead, but. Oh, yeah. yeah, but he's uh, primarily when they're when he's introducing the players to the cat. Yeah, to the, the cat, room. and then he's like he's in that's the background right. there, and then you could like he stands up, and you're like, oh, that's him. And it just oh. it just caught me really. Then again, it also is because he of the video too. Big yeah, no. I posted the video to our uh, movie theater time machine Facebook and Twitter. Oh, because yeah, I couldn't I find a trailer. Sorry, but I, I I didn't recognized yeah yeah this movie is available but it's um there doesn't seem to be a real trailer for it no yeah i mean 
we were saying too, like, is there is there even a poster for this? Yeah, because I noticed the the image used for the movie looks so modern. It, it right. looks like someone cobbled together some stock photos in the nineties. Oh yeah. Of uh, like a butler with a cat on a serving tray in front of yeah. a baseball field. Yeah, that's where you like hear the record scratch too. <laughs> yeah, the- a cat owns a baseball team. <laughs> What if yeah. the cat was with Rob Schneider? Now we're thinking of the South Park thingy with the making fun of Rob Schneider turning into stuff movies. Okay. Uh, but anyways, uh, TJ loves his kitty and even makes has anniversary cakes made for him on the like the first and second anniversaries. The, and the, the cat's like walking up on the cake and I'm like, can the cat do that? But apparently it's a fish cake, so it's okay. That... Yes, they're picture taken and he's in bed, obviously getting close to dying. Well, sort of. I mean, he looks perfectly healthy to me, but the story yeah. calls for it. Yeah, I and mean, it's also it's also 1951, and that, those were the years, at least for films, that they never really wanted to show anybody dead. You know, you had the rise of westerns in American cinema, and if somebody died, it was just ooh, and then fall, fall over. over. <laughs> you know, they never really showed any, never really showed My any side. blood. So when anybody was really dying or anything, it was just like, oh, they're in bed, the covers are over them, and they're talking. They're like, this is my last breath. And then that's really it. I feel yeah. like they could have at least done a little makeup or something to make them look a little sick. Well, I mean, you're also dealing with, um, like, you're, you're dealing with still the after effects of World War Two, And mm. we're not quite into Korea at this point. Like, we just started. What's that but, got to do with anything? Well, because you have you have war veterans who have seen all this natural stuff, so they don't they don't want to go out in entertainment and see anybody dying because you don't want to have what PTSD, which was then called shell shock. I thought shell shock was more of a World War One term. Well, same. also Ninja Turtle video game. Yeah, <laughs> right. But it also you don't want to do that because you know like every this is the last time in this country where every able-bodied American male went out to fight. Everybody played a part in the war footage, so it's like any any slight reminder of that the movie theaters didn't you know the movie uh, companies didn't want at all. So it, it really does play a part for a long time. You never really saw anybody dead. But his photo album's cute. He's got yeah, all oh, pictures of the oh, cat yeah, and yeah. him and the cat. What did you say? Like, it was like Facebook before Facebook. Yeah. Like he he's sharing before it was really sharing. He clicked the like and share button. <laughs> Which, by the way, click like and share on any of our stuff to share our stuff around social media. Who doesn't like posting pictures of cats? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god, I should have asked. Do you have a cat? Um, well, I used to, but my sister has a cat. Um, ah. That's We actually live not far from my parents, so mm. I, my sister has a cat. But, but we used to have a cat. Um, he passed away a year ago, I mm. think it was. But he was, a, he was an older cat, though, so yeah. he, he lived a long life. Well, that's good. Yeah. We have two cats. Yeah, you might actually hear one of them since we're not recording in Nerdery Studios this week. And, and Nudge watched some of the movie. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No, no Chino this time. Right? Yeah. The pod dog is away. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, Dan and, yeah, Dan and Jess are actually in Florida visiting their family since everybody's fully vexed. And at the time of recording this, the day before, they actually went to Legoland and had ice cream served to them by robots. Oh. Whoa. Which is one sentence I've always wanted to say about myself. So you two, I love you both, but damn, I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm really jealous. So he dies. We don't see him actually die. It's just like in a newspaper because he's like a millionaire and a baseball team owner. And we uh, join some characters in, I guess, in a room where like the lawyer guy is reading the will. Um, yeah, Myra is pissed because uh, uh, he based uh, TJ dissed her in his will um, and said she was like selfish and immature and stuff like that. And she only gets 6k a year, which, even by 50 standards, you think that's pretty damn low? Yeah, I mean, I don't have any way to look it up of what $6,000 is to today's money. I but, see. Yeah, but it's still, um... In 1951. Yeah. Um... Oh, it's actually, that's pretty good. Let me At least see. for, yeah... Where's, so where's six, the number? I uh, see a bunch of numbers. You gotta hit, you gotta hit the calculate button up there. Oh. So at least it'll see what we have. So right Nothing there. happened. Yeah, right oh, there. Oh, it's worth $61,125. What was she bitching about? That's really not that bad. Yeah, that's uh, like... Considering he had $30 million, I think that's a... No, that might be a little bit. That's probably but, why she was pissed. She's yeah, but, used to extravagant living. But shit, that's really not that bad at all. That's, huh. that's I was thinking you gave her like shit for, but I that's yeah. a reasonable yeah. um, enough salary. For, yeah. yeah, just to do that for the rest of your life too. But the yeah. real kick in the ass is he leaves the baseball team and his estate to rhubarb. <laughs> And he he makes Eric the guardian of the cat. And Eric does not want this responsibility. I love the lawyer's wording of this. Oh. Where he's passing it on from, you know, from TJ's words to them. Basically, I don't remember exactly, but I don't like humans. I find them all I find them all atrocious. I'm leaving everything to a cat because the cat is way better than humans. Oh, like, the, the cat is the only one that, um, <laughs> something. I don't know. He yeah. praised the, the cat's personality. Yeah, the cat's personality is way better than any human, so I'm giving everything to the cat. You know, uh, Eric is the, uh, Eric is the, um, his, gets every, just watches over the cat and manages everything. All he wants to do is marry his fiance Polly Sickles. Yeah. And I don't know if they've planned it yet. Well, they they plan it and they plan. Well, it doesn't really seem like she plans anything. He just kind of goes along. We're getting married next week. Okay. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Uh. Let's see. There's a jump in my. Or I get to my notes. I wrote decap clothes question mark. I, I think at this point, um, the baseball team starts getting made fun of. Uh, also, we get a bunch of newspapers with the cat's picture talking about how the team is now owned by a cat. And the team is being teased about it, and all the players decide, Ooh, ow, I'm injured now. I can't play. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that they're all in on this, because usually you can't get an entire group of people to agree to 
yeah. do something like yeah. that. Yeah, but the the best excuse out of all of it is the one guy. I believe it was Shorty. I got two Charlie horses. Yeah, I yeah. got two Charlie horses, and they both left the stable. Then why are you walking? No, uh, back to the stable. That was what he said when they it magically disappeared. Yeah, yeah, but if you if you have two Charlie horses, you're not walking. Mm. Like you're, What's a Charlie horse again? Charlie horse is, a, is yeah is basically a spasm in your um in your calf or in your hamstring muscle. That uh, that'll uh, it, it people would get it when they're um they're riding on a horse. Oh. Really do that riding for a very long horse time. Horse named Charlie. So Where's just, the Charlie part? Yeah, I don't know, but it, it's uh, it's sort of where it came from. But it's spasms in the leg that make it difficult to walk or move very fast. I also forgot to mention that the only reason why Eric takes this job that he that he doesn't want yeah. is because Myra is a huge bitch and is like, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna. Foy, uh, get you. <laughs> she doesn't say it that way, but basically she's gonna torment him and stuff, and she just straight up says she's gonna get in his way and obstruct and try to get the will thrown out, and he's all like, oh, Phil, thanks for making my decision for me. I'm I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so she had it coming. It was actually a really good, uh, a really good visual expression. Yeah, I'd imagine if this was a, um, if this was a silent film, you'd see this just Ray Milan who like what well, talks with fiance. All right, good. Look, I'll just take some cash. Get out of here. Let's go get married. Turning in, and then she says what she says, and you could see it right on his face. He completely changes, going, "Yeah, now nah, we're good. I'm gonna keep doing this. Screw it. Let's have a meeting. Like a meeting this afternoon. And I trust you're all gonna help me. Screw you. We're done. Like mm. we're done. You'd see it all in his face. Like if this was a if this was a silent film, there would just be not even a need for a title card. Like right away, it was really it was really good acting on his part. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if we find out yet that Polly is allergic to rhubarb. But that's going to become a plot point. Well, she starts sneezing, but it's not really. Oh, she up hasn't yet, figured yeah. it out yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now they need to figure out what to do about the team because the team isn't going to play. Uh, right. Has, uh, baseball teams ever, you know, um, went on strike? No, um, well, usually if the team goes on strike, it's kind of like the whole players union will go on strike. Is this a, I guess because they have it as far as players union and free agency. But mm. I, I don't think there's ever been a team that's really gone on strike. At least not that I can think of anyway. You mean like um, one single team? Yeah, one single team. I don't think so. Did the union ever go on strike? Like all of the teams? Yeah. Oh, times, yeah. 1994, uh, wasn't it? 94, too, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, 94. That, that was the big one. Yeah. What happened? Um, um, I, well, well uh, sorry. No, no. They basically they had the collective bargaining agreement was up and and um, I guess they couldn't come to a to a uh, agreement to extend it and they they actually halted the season they stopped it right in August because uh, the players and the owners couldn't get on the same page mm. and it, it did probably a lot of irreparable damage to the game um, because a lot of people kind of saw 
a little bit more greediness in the players and even the owners to some extent could start a good look for either side really yeah. and even in 81 there there was a, a strike but they actually got to play in 81 they played from june i think to to uh october and um they actually had a world series 94 they didn't have a world series so right. I think that, that's why they didn't do as, as well but that's the only time i really ever remember there being a strike yeah. in the game why do uh, they why do they call it a World Series when it's not international teams? Yeah, that, that's interesting, too. I think when I was a kid, I used to wonder that, too, actually. <laughs> it's, it's something that maybe, that I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know, I think it's just because um, major they, they consider Major League Baseball to be, like, the best, because it's in the United States, and I think this was our, it was mostly our game. Mm. And, and I, I think they, Consider our sport that the Americans Americans are supposed to be more superior, I guess, to the international players, which isn't always true. But, no. Um, generally, it's I think that as far as I said, yeah, because because they like a lot of the Latin players. There's there's a lot of Latin players nowadays in baseball. Actually, I think it's I don't know if it's more Latin players today in baseball than white players, but it's very close. If it if if it isn't. But it might, it might, I, there might even be more Latin, a lot more Latin players, like Puerto Ricans and Dominicans, which I, I think is a good thing. But that's actually interesting because that's something that they could, they could do, like have a World Series between like the Puerto, uh, the best Dominican team or something mm. like that. Yeah, Japan, they have a lot of baseball teams, don't they? Yeah. 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 You know, a lot of older, uh, a lot of older American players from the Major League Baseball actually, once they round the, round out their contracts, they head out, they head out to Japan and play for a while. Huh. Like, uh, yeah, a lot of people from the Red Sox did that back from like ten years ago. I think like I just read something like uh, uh, Jorge Posada, um, Pedro Martinez, and. Um, Big Poppy and a few others and Manny Ramirez yeah. all went out there and uh, um, throwing one to you, Brian. But Johnny Damon, actually, I think he's there now. Is it, he might be. Um, I'm yeah. not positive if he is. Yeah. Um, I know. I, I know. I think Manny did go down there too. I, I remember yeah. him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but it's just like it's a. Kevin Euclid. Kevin Euclid. Euclid did. Yeah. Yeah. Down there. Yeah, but it's also. Um, um, I think I, there's a there's a lot of bizarro bizarro things, but I mean like Japanese baseball is way more intense than American. Yeah. I yeah. don't know anything about it except wasn't there a curse that had something to do with the Colonel Sanders statue being thrown yes. into the water? Yes, yes. I, I don't remember the details. Oh yeah, dude, I gotta send you that video. <laughs> Like okay. yeah, it, it, oh yeah, I think you did tell me that. Yeah, uh, you you've got to see this. Yeah, this is this one's weird, but there you're like they pulled up the statue and they found like he was missing his hand. So yeah. there's divers that go in every year and try to find his hand on oh. the water. Uh, it's it's weird. Oh, <clears throat> so Eric comes up with a pl- a plan to uh, get the team to cooperate because yeah. somebody mentioned superstitions and that inspires him. He's like, ball players are superstitious. Yeah. Do you know of any cat-related superstitions? Um, I think there were, there was there's been things where like 
I think black cats that sometimes cats get on the field, and oh. I think sometimes they've had there had been some black cats on the field, and I think I think there's been some some incidents with some players not wanting to walk past the black cat or something oh, like that. That's, that's racist. <laughs> that's it. That's about it, though, as far as cats. I think our cats usually, are good luck. Yeah, usually if the cat gets on the field, they they. Can't really like. I think recently there was a cat that ran onto the field, and and uh, some of the outfielders. I forget what game it was. It was this year, and one the outfielders was just standing there uh, because the security guards were chasing all around them. I think it might have been in San Diego, and they finally got him at the warning track, and the cat was like out of breath. He was probably scared to death. Um, So they took it and brought him home. Are the walls of the stadiums aren't aren't they high like in the movie? They were pretty tall. Yeah. Like, how did a cat even get in there? I don't. I don't know. I, I think maybe they might keep some in the clubhouse, possibly because <gasps> the clubhouses are like in the basement. And I wonder if they keep them there for like in case they get any rats or something. I don't know. Ooh, <laughs> I, I could see that happen in Fenway. Yeah. A- yeah. And New York. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see that happen in Fenway, too. Yeah. <laughs> so his uh, uh, his plan is to bring the cat to the in the carrier to the locker room. And by now, the cat is, you know, tame. Um, and to basically... Did he say something about it being good luck or? Well, yeah, or he, yeah. He, what ends up happening is he gets two, convinces two of the players to pet rhubarb, and when they do, some dude comes in with a check yeah. for each of them. Oh, so yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like, oh, we pet the cat, and then we got the money. Yeah. This is the scene where Leonard Nimoy's in the background. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like the, as they're going out, he stands up and says something, and if you know who you're looking for, you can spot him right then and there. Like it's like, oh, that is Leonard Nimoy, a incredibly young Leonard Nimoy. So the the players, well, they're not completely sold on the idea yet, but I forgot how else he influences them to go back out and rather than face being mocked for being owned by a cat. Well, I mean, as he, I believe what happened was he just says, okay, everybody has their superstition, but look what happened, you know. He, they pet the cat, and he's and then suddenly they get checks. Now think about whatever, whoever else can, you know, whatever else can we do. Now we got this, we got this good lucky cat. Now we're going to go out there and we're going to be great because they have their superstitions, but we have rhubarb. <laughs> you know, they're like, okay, because... And I, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, I, and I think this is still very obvious today, but the more money, the more games that uh, the team is winning, obviously the more money they make. That's, right? that's true. Yeah. Because yeah. well, in the long run, it is because um, if they get to the postseason, um, the more games they play in the postseason, uh, they get more postseason shares. They get like the, the, the they actually have a vote. Um, I think just before the postseason every year, and the the clubhouse leaders usually tally them. It's kind of like they're like the the arbitrator or whatever of the clubhouse, and they take a vote um, for who who in the clubhouse is going to get even to the trainers, everyone um, who's going to get a certain percentage of the of the. Uh, World Series share or the Division Series share. Even if you lose, you still get a share because of all the profits with the uh, national um, 
the national attention that they get for the playoffs. Dig. Yeah, so I mean, obviously it's there. They all need the money. I mean, yeah. If they're excited about a two hundred dollar check, and I mean, just kind of doing quick math in my head, that's over a thousand dollars in today's money, almost two thousand. So yeah, and back still, then too, ball, yeah. baseball players they did not get paid that much at all. A lot of those, uh, like a lot of the players, like uh, Yogi Berra and Fuzuno, they used to open up their own businesses on the side in the off season. I think they owned like a bowling alley, a clothing, a clothing uh, store or clothing stores or whatever. But they owned a bunch of different businesses, and they, a lot of them had other jobs in the off season, like just or, day jobs. Or if you're lucky enough, like. Um uh, Mickey Mantle and um, 61. Wait. Who, who the, the M&M boys. Oh, yeah, Roger Maris. Roger Maris, thank you, yeah, who was, uh, yeah, doing the, uh, doing the, um, doing the commercials and doing the endorsements. That's right, yeah. To try to build up more, yeah. That, that, That's yeah. right, yeah, in the 60s, they, they uh, did that a lot, I think. Yeah. They, they got a lot of that, the M&M boys. Yeah. But, so now, now that they got, they start bringing the cat to the games. They set up a little platform for him with some uh, milk in a bowl, and it's like, why did old timey people think giving cats milk was a good idea? Because it's yeah. not apparently. It's not no. But it's, yeah, I wondered that too. Yeah, yeah, I don't think cats are supposed to have dairy. No. No. Uh, but anyways, uh, then they start getting the players to come up and pet the cat before the game and yeah. there's some dude named dud he didn't want to pet the cat but then he kind of reluctantly <laughs> does and then he likes oh, it he's like okay that's right that's right <laughs> that's right he was struggling until that point too yeah and then the, then the team starts winning games yeah um yeah because dud pets the cat for good luck and the loons win yeah <laughs> It's so is that like what do you refuse? Was it in that game too when the the cat ran on the field or something like that? I forget. He saw something on the field and he ran onto the field or something. Yeah, and the Whoa. other team's dog chases after the cat. Yeah, and then they get into a fight over interference and whether the cat counts as a man because he owns the team. Yeah. <laughs> and therefore could disrupt the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Are there rules about that? Disruptions from oh, animals. Like, yeah, I guess yeah, because um, like even when a fan just goes on the field and they just interrupt the game, like there's sometimes there's random crazy fans that go on the field, um, for whatever reason. Because no matter what, if you go if you go on the field, um, you're gonna you're gonna get arrested. Because mm. there's some fans that, especially if they're drunk, they go on the field oh, naked no. or whatever and <laughs> run around, and the security guard has to knock them down and and uh, turn them, you know, send them away. <laughs> To a holding cell. A lot of times, those people too, they get they get banned for life too from yeah. stadiums. Yeah. You think they get their picture taken and taped to a wall? Do not let in. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Oh, maybe like they have them like on a certain like a database. Out of the way, like their own office. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? But. Uh, yeah. We got a little running thing going on where Eric and Polly want to get married, um, but his cat-watching duties keep getting in the way. Because uh, he prepares for the wedding, and, like, all the baseball players are there. And, oh, right, is this after she figures out she's allergic to the cat? Yeah. Because yeah. she goes to an allergy doctor, and... Um, 
I guess uh, either her husband can like clean the crap out of himself and uh, change his clothes every time he contacts the cat before he goes to see her. Um, or she could try a, getting a series of anti-allergy shots to see if that works. But um, he tries to decat his clothes, but as cat, um, having cats. Yeah, that don't work. Right. Yeah. Cat hair just gets everywhere. Yeah. Like I on the stove. Yeah, and you know, I just like you know, I just got this. I got a promotion at my day job, and I finally, for the first time in my life, I have it. I have an office, and I hung up this Casablanca poster. And Was there a cat hair in it? There's cat hair on the poster. Oh, my God. And my boss comes in, and, you know, she notices it. She's got, like, three cats herself, <laughs> so she gets it. She's like, she's like, by the way, there's a cat hair on uh, Humphrey Bogart's face. And I'm like, oh. oh. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't under like, the glass, I She's hope. like, no, 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 it was on the glass. So she just, like, took a little, like, cleaner and just wiped it away and she's like I just wanted you to know and then she leaves and I found like five more cat hairs on the damn poster cat like, hair is forever <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's never gonna go away like it's really never gonna go away at all and thankfully she does opt for the the shots though we don't know if they work yet right um so because Eric's gonna go for his wedding, he's gonna leave uh, rhubarb for doom to take care of, but I guess there's some kind of oh um he leaves the room. Somehow Myra gets in the house because I guess it's mostly taking place in the I assume it's TJ's mansion. Yeah. Myra shows up and she tries to kidnap the cat, although they're like she tried to kill him. I mean yeah. technically she threw a sheet on him. So, but her intent was probably to kill him. But Eric returns in time, and because he had to pick up the cat, that means he's got to change his clothes and clean up all over again, which stalls the wedding. And then the baseball players are like, where are you going to leave the cat? And then they think maybe with the vet, but then the baseball players are like, you can't trust the vet with the cat. What if rhubarb gets sick from the other cats? So right. they start being, oh, my injuries. Yeah. My, both my Charlie horses just came out of the stable. <laughs> Which is probably my favorite line out of all of it. He's limping away totally. And it's the uh, the other older guy who I guess is the one of the assistants or something. Um, but he was he was in the beginning. I the can't team manager yeah. who is uh, um, the father of Polly. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He. Uh, like, I'll show you a picture. Yeah, this guy? Yeah, yeah, that guy, yeah. Where, um, yeah, he had um, the look on his face where it was like going away, and he's just like, he's like, I had enough of this shit. They're <laughs> just like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're injured. Ooh. That's the difference. I'm not sure how they remedy this situation. Um. Because well, we, at some point we get, well, the wedding is off for now, and they're at a baseball game, so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure what they do is they just, they hold it off and they just keep on going because. Oh, yeah. like, Eric probably just keeps watching the cat himself? Yeah. Yeah, you can't, he, you know, there's. So they'll get married some other time? Yeah. You know, they're, they're in separate boxes and, and such, but, um, you know, or. The other stuff, like the uh, the the lady who brings her own cat and then sits in the box behind Eric. 
Oh, the cat's name is Sulin. And I want to know, did this cat have, like, eyeliner or mascara or whatever? It's, I don't... I can't remember if there's a difference between eyeliner and mascara. Uh, but you know uh, what I mean? Like, did somebody yeah. put makeup on this damn cat? <laughs> she looks like she has eyelashes. And, and she has a big, giant, fluffy bow. And, and you can tell the lady totally wants to hook up her cat with rhubarb. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it was so cartoony in a way that she's just like this very, like, this lady who he painted so much of a picture for. This older lady probably doesn't have any kids, but has had, like, like the, the old lady where the cat is her baby. Yeah. Or the cat, the kids are, like, far off and away. And she's like, I love mittens. Mittens is so Sulin, that's her name. Mittens is so wonderful, and Mittens is my best friend, and, you know, probably the husband absolutely hates the cat, too, or something, but Mittens has his own little... Sulin! I I know it's Sulin, I'm just making up stories here. But, you know, this little, this little Sulin has her own little seat, like, between the two seats as they watch TV. And it's 8 o'clock at night, and she's got to watch her own favorite show because Sulin likes this, likes this. And that that's just... I can a, see that. Yeah, like, oh, no, Sulin loves this cool show, and she, she loves Perry Mason. We have to watch Perry Mason. Jesus, Alice, we gotta watch Perry Mason again. It's the same episode. But Sulin loves it. God damn, Sulin. But then he saves up enough money to buy a second TV and have a TV in the den and everything is perfectly fine. Are you making up your own movie now? Yes, I am. The Adventures of Sulin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm just thinking behind the scenes. I don't know. A sequel of many years later. Rhubarb and Sulin. Um, and so there's been some stuff going on the team has been winning they're now called the rhubarbs and eric's taking <laughs> taking the cat on a train uh and he misses polly because polly can't be with him because of their allergy um the, he wants her to come up so they can finally get married but um then there's another game and uh He's, he's kind of a funny drunk. <laughs> yeah, and this is the part, honestly, what I could see is he's calling, he just misses his girl. He's and, drunk. And he's just really like, I just want to be with you. I'm sorry, they have me as a prisoner. I really just can't say all I want to do. It's like he's a cat in a cage. Yeah, all I want to do is just be at home. Adam and Eve, so the best part about staying at home is playing at home. We have a partnership with AdamandEve.com, and we have our offer code MTTM. That's MTTM as a movie theater time machine you can use at checkout. So remember here, you also get a three-piece bonus kit, such as six spicy movies, a three-piece bonus kit. Best of all, it's free shipping delivered discreetly to your door. Discreet. So, adamandeve.com with MTTM. It's very good for, for us because it does help sponsor the show. And we absolutely think that shopping from home is absolutely wonderful. But shopping at home is more fun when you're shopping for sex toys. Pants optional. So use the offer code MTTM at checkout with Adam and Eve. And thank you very much for sponsoring Movie Theater Time Machine. Nice segue. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> we always a nice, nice job with that. I don't know if we rehearsed it or not, but we No, I didn't. 
Uh, we always like to find the optimal place that makes sense to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I like the one I did last week. I was pretty proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're at another game. Um, Sulin's there again. Um, but some. Oh, oh, the, oh. What about the freaking bow that's on this cat? Yep. Like the bow is like one of those. This, is, like, this it's the this is a girl bow. Yeah. Look at me. It looks like one of those bows you see on a car in a car commercial because there's five people in the world who buy cars for Christmas. I feel like it looks like a giant cartoon bow that you yeah, find. Yeah. Like one of those. Like I bought you a Lexus. You know, like one of those. Like one of those giant bows, and you can tell the cat don't like it. Aww. You know, like, hey, we're going to the baseball game, Sue Lind. Okay, put your bow on. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Poor baby. Yeah, I, I just, like, I don't know. Did you ever try to dress up a cat? Um, I, oh, I haven't, but my sister, I think, has, or one of my sisters, I'm not sure which one. I, I think it was my younger sister, and I think she tried to put a... Halloween costume on my cat that passed away, and it was like a Buzz Lightyear one, but he had, he wore it for like twenty seconds and he was done. Oh yeah, we've done that with Nudge. She was not happy. That was only one year. It was like the yeah. first maybe Halloween or yeah. second, maybe probably the second. But, but Teeny, yeah. we managed to put a little tiny shirt on Teeny when he was a kitten, and he he wore it well. He loved that fucking shirt. <laughs> he loved it. He would wear it and strut around like, yeah, I'm cool. I wear a shirt. I'm teeny. I have a picture. I have several. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So some dude shows up and, uh, brings papers saying that basically, uh, Myra filed a lawsuit. Um, let's see. Uh, So they have to go to court because Myra says that rhubarb is dead and the cat that the cat they've been parading around is a fake. So the court the um, prosecution the prosecution uh, has four cat carriers lined up. Three with cats that look just like rhubarb and then they have rhubarb put into the fourth and they try to see if the baseball players or the house staff can identify the cat and they don't seem to be able to and the judge says that he needs conclusive proof that rhubarb is uh for lack of a better way to put it who he says he is um and they have 48 hours to prove rhubarb's identity and i gotta say though like it is a pre-internet world and you gotta give credit or credits due this is really not a bad idea for a scam Hmm. Like really no, like and, and this orange tabby is not rhubarb. There, you know, I and mean, you could probably go into an alleyway and find a whole bunch of cats that look exactly like them. Mm-hmm. Maybe this yeah. is rhubarb, you know, because when you saw him at first, he's heavily matted and stray. You yeah. know, obviously very stray. So it's like you look at it like, okay, no, that's not rhubarb. Oh well, I guess it's not rhubarb. Oh my god, and you know, and it, it, I don't know. It's just I'm like, okay, not that bad, not a bad idea. But you know, he does find a clever way around this. Ah, uh, because uh, luckily, um, apparent. Well, the shots I guess have started working for Polly, and they find out she's only allergic to rhubarb, which is very convenient. So. 
they bring her to the court, and she has to hold the... I forgot how she figures it out. Well, they, they hold the cat, and she, like... Like, she, she holds hold, a different cat. Yeah, she, they, they hold all four cats, and then when yeah, she starts Yeah, but before sneezing, that, before yeah. she knows she's only allergic to rhubarb. Oh, um, you know, she, she left her house, she found a cat, she went to pet it, and then she didn't sneeze or anything. Ah, yes. And then she went back, like, oh, well, we can get married, I didn't have a problem. And then she pets rhubarb, and she starts sneezing, and like, hey, I, I know how to figure it out. Yeah, so yeah. she's basically sniffing the cats, and, like, like holding them, um... And the not in rhubarb cat, she doesn't uh, sneeze or anything. And then the rhubarb makes her sneeze. And there's this hilarious bit of dialogue with the judge. Because they're like, well, what if she's faking it? And the judge is like, well, that would be perjury because you are sneezing under oath. <laughs> Miss Sickles, if you do that, you got to understand you're sneezing under oath. You'll be fined in contempt for fake sneezing or something like that. I'm like, yeah. She's like, no, it's completely involuntary, Your Honor. I'm so sorry. But then the prosecutor's like, well, what if they put some kind of irritant in his fur? So the judge is sniffing the cat and, um, yeah. Uh, they get the cat back, and the <laughs> lawsuit is thrown out, and the rhubarbs continue to win. Yeah, they're really not that bad, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, uh, Eric and Polly going to get married. Be, uh, they want to get married again, but I think somebody has to watch the cat, or else the team won't play. I don't remember what the deal with that was, like... Yeah, and this this part of for listeners, if you are if you are wanting to check this out, they do mention something that their health certificates expire. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I get. So it's um, it's one of those that's really been done away with a lot in this country. Um, that when you got married, you had to go to the doctor and have a full physical. And for in order to, and you had to present that to the county clerk or the town clerk or whatever to be able to prove that you were well enough to enter into marriage. This, I thought it was to make sure you're not like related. Yeah, well, I mean, but also that you were of sound mind to enter it as well. But once you do that, you had like you had only a few like certain a certain amount of time in order to do it. Because it was like that was like one of the last things before they stamped your certificate. But in this scene, uh, I guess she's on the carpeted stairs, like rubbing her elbows on her arms yeah. or something on it, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I'm thinking, what are you doing? And then Eric asks the question that we're all thinking, what are you doing? <laughs> and apparently, the doctor had said that it wasn't it wasn't rhubarb himself, but something on rhubarb that caused her allergic reaction. Which kind of confused me until, like, later, I guess, when we find out what the deal with that is. But, um, uh, then we cut to everybody betting on New York, which is a different team. I don't know why, because if the rhubarbs keep winning, why would they bet for New York? Local pride? Well, yeah, I mean, you had, um... This kind of reminds me of somewhere, I think, in the 90s, they had the Subway series. Oh, I think yeah, the late, up. later in the 2000, I think it was, or yeah. 1992. Yeah. Like most, mostly 2000, that was the World Series with yeah. the Mexican cookies. It was, it was Jeter versus Piazza. Yeah. On was, was that it? Or? Well, I might have been Clemens. Clemens and Piazza had a big feud. Yeah. So Clemens throwing inside, and he... he 
was really missing on Piazza, especially because I think he, he got right over his head quite a few times. Yeah. And he even hit him a couple of times, too. Yeah, and it, and even yeah, well, wow. And even in this, I mean, it's Brooklyn and versus New York. And Brooklyn, even though Brooklyn is part of New York, Brooklyn is one of the five boroughs. Brooklyn has always yeah. kept its its uh, own identity. Yeah. And, and itself, and just saying like, no, you're not going to deal with it, you know. So apparently, everybody for some reason is betting on New York, and then um, pencil, was it? Pencil Louie? Pencil Louie, yeah. the mob yeah. guy. Um, the I guess the mob and the bookies are all operating out of a funeral, the back of a funeral home. They are really mad that the that the rhubarbs beat New York. So he sends his bookie to, to Doom because I guess Doom bet on a team. And the bookie kidnaps the cat and that causes the wedding to get interrupted again. But he does have one of the most badass lines I don't know if we're here but how, the way he describes no his... when he makes tries to make a deal with Myra oh okay we're not there yet no okay yeah, when we get to it yeah, it's, it's one of the most badass ways to describe a mobster's name I've ever heard <laughs> so the mob has kidnapped rhubarb and they're trying to poison him with a goddamn cartoon bottle that says poison on it <laughs> cause you can get that down the street yeah. they're gonna spoon feed it to him and the poor cat is just like it's like no kill him but then they're like why are we killing this cat for free when we could get money to kill the cat and pencil louie i don't know how he found out about myra but he decides to make a deal with myra that if she gives him 50 g's they'll kill the cat but she needs time to raise the money and that's when she wants to know why he's called pencil louie yeah yeah so like they um they find that they read about her in the paper so, and then she, you know, because her dad was a polarizing figure, she became a polarizing figure, too, so it was easy to track down. Why doesn't the will have a clause? Like, if the cat dies, all my shit goes to Eric. Yeah, because he's, well, he's a crazy eccentric millionaire. He didn't think that far. But, um, you know, uh, but the, yeah, like, no, they call me Pencil Louie. I got shot up and I left the slugs in me, so I'm full of lead. And he pulls his coat back, but I always carry, and I always carry an eraser. Like, and he shows his gun. I loved that line. <laughs> like, I've seen a lot of mafia movies, but I think that was the, the most clever way to describe a mafia nickname that I, I have ever heard. I, mean, I think it was the best. <laughs> the best in general. So the police um, are investigating the missing cat, and there's a lineup of bookies, and Polly's sniffing him, looking for that allergic reaction, but she fingers the wrong guy. <laughs> Shut up. Because <laughs> apparently it's his coat is made of vicuna. Yeah. I'm not sure what that... Is that like a something like a llama? I believe so. I'm not really sure. Yeah. And apparently... Because... Um, at first, they think it's a camel hair coat, but it's like, well, she wears a camel hair coat, and she's fine. Maybe it's it's Vicuna. Uh, that's what it is. And then, apparently, Rhubarb used to sleep on a muffler made of the, the stuff. So that's where he picked up the irritant that makes her allergies go off. Um, I am not entirely sure what that has to do with anything. It, but um. it comes up. But I guess it makes it so later on she won't have to deal with the allergy. Yeah. So suddenly there's an airplane 
Um, and they, they need, because the team is starting to lose against New York because they don't have their lucky cat, um, they decide to seed a cloud with dry ice to make it rain, and it works, and it buys them time to find the cat. And somehow Eric and Polly figure out the gangsters are in the funeral home. Um, and then they, f and she's just sniffing gangsters, trying not to be noticed sniffing them. It's funny. <laughs> um, Eric and po Polly find, go in the back room and they find Louie talking to Myra. And um, Eric punches him before he can pull his gun out and then chokes him until he gets the info he needs. And Yeah. But meanwhile, um, some dude is is watching Rhubarb in a hotel room, watching the game, and he, the cat's tied up in a leash to a chair or something. Sofa? Into the bed, yeah. And uh, the cat manages to slip his head out of the collar and sneaks away, and he just jumps up and gets out of some kind of weird window above the door that happens to be open, luckily. Well, lucky enough, though, they were coming up the stairs, or I think they were out of the elevator as Rhubarb was running away. And, yeah, I've stayed in a lot of hotels in my life, too, and I've never seen a cat run down a, run down a, a hallway like that. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> it's strange, bizarre hotels, too. Like, if I see that, I'm like, oh, okay, we're checking out. So Rhubarb runs and uh, meets up with Eric, and Eric and Polly get him, and they speed away in, a, I guess, a taxi. Uh, but then the cat, they have to open the door. I think the gangsters are following them or something. It's kind of confusing. I think Rhubarb gets away, and when they get out of the car, and then they get in a police car, and the police car starts pursuing the cat. And then apparently the police have an airplane and a bo police boat on the case. Yeah. I'm like, police well, airplane. One of the cop lines was great, though. He says, you know, my beat may be in New York, but I live in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there was one guy, you know, like, he had that line, and that was, like, his big show, and he had to practice that line over <laughs> and over and over again. You know, like some, like, okay, here's my big break. I'm in a movie, and that one thing, man, like, you just... You know, and he just did that. He nailed it perfectly, but he's like, oh, that's my thing. And, you know, he probably walked off the set or walked back into the car off camera and went, yeah, <laughs> I did that line. I did the thing. Somehow the cat knows how to find his way back to Banner Field. And that looked like a really tall wall. That's why I wondered if it was typical of, like, stadiums, if they have really high walls. Um, Sometimes it depends. Yeah. Um, he managed to climb up because there were like vines growing over, and I'm like, damn, that cat's well, a good climber. A lot of older stadiums had a lot of those uh, type of vines, and you know, to keep up there. I think um, Terry. Like bricks. Yeah. A lot of them were bricks. Like, I know Fenway has a lot of vines and things because it's one of the older yeah. stadiums in the country, but. Um, and, you know, the, uh, it reminds me of Terry Francona, one of the old managers of the Red Sox, who said, you know, empires might build their castles, and yes, this is a Yankee joke, but empires might want to tear down and build their new castle. We just want to trim our shrubs. And, and it's, that's, 
if you don't know baseball, you, I just went over all of your heads. But yes. if you know what we're doing, you know, referencing the fact that they tore down the old Yankee Stadium and built a new one, and they asked him if they're gonna if they're gonna tear down and rebuild uh, Fenway, and he said no, not at all. Okay. Yeah. And even uh, Wrigley Field too. Uh, uh, that, that that one, that, I think they still have uh, vines growing in the. Yeah, field. it's still yeah, it's still the original field, and, and there's, yeah. uh, it's you are. I think out of all the the teams in baseball, I mean, like, uh, you know, Chicago White Sox and Boston Red Sox fan, I think are the closest that they understand each other. Yeah. Like the most, and they're like, yeah, no, we get it. Like we we get you, we're good. And everybody who has been to Wrigley Field has always said the same thing. They're like, you just just like minded. We all like we all get it. We all understand yeah. each other. So uh, he runs across the field back to his team, and uh, Sulin's owner is there and picks him up. And so she's got a cat in each arm, and the team starts the win. And then big giant newspaper, we won. I, I <laughs> I'm like, is that good use of the front page? Just a giant, we won. No article, no nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just a header, and we won. Yeah, imagine it'd be like you know, for turn to page two for details. I don't why think, we won I don't even think like World War Two or assassinations get that big of a yeah. headline yeah or even you know even even the fact that Dewey won the presidency is that didn't get that big of a headline either mm. you know Dewey defeats Truman or the, I love the fact though that when like rhubarb climbs over the wall and that one fan notices a cat through his binoculars and <laughs> Everybody hears that one fan. And assumes it's the same cat they're looking for. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And then for our, I guess, um, our ending is uh, Eric and Polly are pushing a baby carriage and they got rhubarb on a leash and he's followed by a shit ton of kittens and some dude on the bench is like super impressed that rhubarb somehow bedded three cats. How he knows this, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, there's... He knows an awful lot about the sex life of this cat. Well, there's a statue to the cat that's five feet away, presumably. But is there gossip columns on this cat's affairs? I'd imagine so. That's why I noticed that it was appropriate that this cat had not been neutered. Because I'm like, I knew he would have baby kittens at the end. Yeah, yeah, I, right. I saw a video and I'm like, huh, so the cat actor is true to the character. Right. He's got balls. And <laughs> <laughs> So, so orangey is a method actor? I guess. <laughs> Awesome. I thought he was going to end up with Su Lin, because, come on. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense. That would have put too. been a little pretty bow on it. Yeah. On the story. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. suppose Su Lin was probably one of them. Yeah. I, I want to know what... Um, Slut cat. I want to know what Eric and Polly's marriage actually finally was. Well, they weren't into, like, a wedding. They were more like, let's just sign some papers with yeah. some people around, maybe. Yeah, like, just what actually finally happens. Mm. Or, like, the cat, or the cats finally having kittens. Yeah, who's and- gonna watch 
Yeah. They must have found somebody to babysit rhubarb. I, I would imagine, like, the cats are finally all having kittens, and one of them that wants the cat is adjusts the piece. Aww. Or do that. Like, okay, here comes the kittens. Like, by the way, do you want me to marry you guys right now? If I, if I marry you, can I have one of these kittens? Sure. Like, you know, or, or that. Like, I kind of, I just, that's just my thought. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, what did everybody think of rhubarb? I really loved it. I really, really enjoyed that. It was cute. Yeah. What about you, Brad? I, I liked it too. I, I thought it was actually really funny, um, especially the you know just the whole uh, from coming from the aspect of the cat owning the club and and um, it was kind of a kind of a feel good movie too as far as the owner. You know, I guess it's almost like, in my opinion, I don't know for some reason I when I watched it. I got the feeling that the owner wasn't happy with the way the team was playing and also maybe wasn't happy, maybe a little bit was, uh, he wasn't happy with, like, maybe with his daughter and how she acted or something. So right. Oh, yeah. The, the feistiness of the cat and how it was, like, a get, go-getter. Like, I don't know. It just, it just, it's, I, I kind of like, thought it was a nice, feel-good story yeah. in, in some ways, but it was also very funny as well. But it, I liked it a lot, I I I really enjoy like I want to find physical media of this. Mm. Like I really just watch this every once in a while, just for you know, like oh yeah, that that we have this and just pop it in and just do it because it's like at the end of it, you're just like yeah, okay, I could I feel good. I don't think I'd watch it again, but it was you know a nice way to spend uh, um, ninety minutes. I yeah, I I loved it. I really I could say I really did love this one. And an excellent pick, Fox. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Hey. I'll, I'll probably watch it again, too, if I, yeah. if, if I ever got the opportunity. I'm, yeah. It's really good. Well, it's not like you to watch a baseball movie. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I, I, most of the movies I watch is, tends to be either kind of like inspiring type of movies, like a Pursuit of Happiness with yeah. Will Smith or, or Karate Kid, like, Movies like that, and and obviously baseball movies, of course, I really like. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm confused. The wiki says that something about 14 different cats playing rhubarb. Well, I mean, you have to have others in case one, you know, like. Uh, So why is Orangey credited? Orange is probably the main one, but you also need a ton of different animals because cats are so unpredictable. Oh, true. I mean, different cats do different tricks. Yeah, like you you can train a dog to... um, uh, you could train a dog to do multiple things, but a cat you can can train, but also you don't... They kind of do what they want. Yeah. You know, with all those or... You know, and then this reminds me, like, I had my dog Laverne uh, when I was a kid, and my grandmother tried to teach her how to go pick up the paper. Mm. You know, go pick the paper up and do that. And every time we actually found a paper, she always tore it to shreds. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Here, so there's my only teams too now that they have uh, bat dogs. Um, I think there's uh, well, the Trenton Thunder used to be the Yankees Double A team, but they they've switched. Uh, Affiliates now to Somerset Patriots in New Jersey, oh. but they used to have a bat dog that was like, it was like um, whatever the bat dog was got to be an older dog, 
they they always had like their son because the, the dog came from a long line of other dogs in his family no, 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 that no, 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 like no. his grandson I don't know I think it was got down to his grandson that had that was like the bat dog they, oh. they would just train them and that, that that would be their bat dog for the for the that's team. the most adorable story I've I'm ever heard about sports. I'm thinking of a Batman dog, and there was a bat. bat there was Ace the Bat Hound. <laughs> Wait, That's so adorable. did the bat dog fetch the bat? Yeah, yeah. They go over, they get the bat, um, and sometimes they even get the. If there's a fall ball, they get the ball. Um, if the, if the uh, like say when the when the hitter gets a base hit, and they drop the bat. The dogs trained to go get the bat and bring it back to the dugout. They they do that pretty much throughout the minor leagues. Every single team, for the most part, anyway, has a bat dog. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if all of them do, but there's a lot of them. Okay, now I want now I want a movie about people training bat dogs. Bat dogs. To be able to get there, like you can see, like a little tiny dog or like. And you like an animated one. You have the older dog, or like something like a Mufasa and Simba type. Or Everywhere like, the field touches is ours. What? Hey, what's that over there? Oh no, son, that's the porter potties. You don't want to go over there. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I'm having flashbacks to the grossest scene I've ever seen in a cartoon, which was an F is for family when they're. At the pissing trough at the baseball oh, stadium. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, oh, the piss! Oh, oh, oh. that's bad. That's bad. Um. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Now I'm also further confused because then it says that a nationwide talent search was held to discover the cat, and it went to Moody. Who's Moody? And Moody had 23 different stand. How many cats are in this movie? Apparently 14. Was a cat selected, but then a different cat selected? Or uh, I mean, this is kind of, this uh, movie's relative. It's, it's, it's findable. I mean, I highly recommend We're not it. an Let's, academic yeah. paper, so I just look yeah. it up on Wikipedia. So. Yeah. I highly recommend listeners that you definitely check this out because we've left some of it out, but you've really got to like watch this. I feel like sometimes the pacing is a little weird. Like oh, it, it yeah. seems like it should have kind of ended maybe around when Myra tried to kidnap him, but then it goes on for an extra section when you yeah. get the whole bookie plot. Yeah. So that's a little weird, but well, I think naturally it would have been a little, I don't think we would have been talking about it if you would have had one or the other, but both made it interesting. But apparently it was released on DVD and Oh eight. So, oh. well, good. Good. There, so, um, should we go to our ad about 44 to 1 media? Oh, yes. Uh, we will now commence the ad. <laughs> that is not a good segue. Okay. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Sake Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, not to mention our confidence, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Thanks so much, and back to the show. 
And we're back! So, now we are on to fantasy casting. Oh, uh, did you want to go first? I have virtual D&D dice to roll. Sure, I'll go first. I'll, um, well, for my fantasy casting, the first one for the cat, anyway, I I, I, I was thinking of a couple different cats, but I'm going to go with Felix the cat. Cause I feel like he would probably be... Um, <laughs> Be able to manage the team, like you said, because he can he can talk, and also he's kind of a crazy guy too, so it'd be very interesting. Oh my god! <laughs> I rolled and it's a seventeen. Damn oh, it! Shit. That's a good one because then you could go into like he wouldn't need a guardian unless he didn't know anything about baseball and had to learn about baseball from Eric. And, yeah, and also and he's how, got his magic bag, so yeah, I, yeah. How he it changes into yeah, shit. Yeah, how he could turn stuff into like random things, and then random ass cutaways and things come alive all of a sudden. And why would he be stealing golf balls? And he's <clears throat> ancient. Yeah, he's like what nineteen nine from nineteen nineteen, I think. Yeah, or something I think so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, damn, damn. And he's, he's been around for forever, too. I think. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, cartoon. Yeah. Cartoon Network. 1919. Yeah, Cartoon Network re released it a few years ago when they did it for the 100th anniversary. Oh, you oh. can see a cartoon of him online. I think it's from 1919, and he ends up killing himself at the end because yeah. he's depressed. And he's just like, yeah. I'm going to put my mouth on this gas hose and yeah. the end. <laughs> yeah, we actually did that on a, on a uh, live episode of last year with, oh, uh, with everybody. with cartoons. Yeah, I remember Jocelyn's face with that. She's like, what the fuck? Did he just kill himself? <laughs> yup. <laughs> like, and then there was just silence for a little bit. <laughs> okay. So, who's up next? Uh, I, I have one. Uh... Danny DeVito as, short, <laughs> as Shorty. Later here, and he's like, my Charlie horse has just came back again. That's a 24. <laughs> but I don't think... The, how would that change anything much? Would it, it wouldn't really change much, but just, Dan, you know, you have a character named Shorty, I immediately think Danny DeVito and all this. And the fact that he's trying to get out of things, and I imagine, like, the Frank Reynolds type... I'm going to go ahead and pet this cat, and I'm going to offer you an egg in these trying times. <laughs> and just for... And the cat steals eggs. Yeah. And, yeah. Got a golf ball. Yeah, and then he ends up really respecting, uh, re respecting rhubarb a lot because he's just like him, just wanting to, like, steal a whole bunch of shit for really <laughs> no apparent reason. I'm like, okay, he does that, and then he tries to hook up rhubarb and uh, soon then oh as well. Oh, my God. We got to get these together. Look at look at rhubarb. That broad's really awesome. <laughs> She's got eyelashes and everything. Yeah, she has that. And the people have money. You need money. It's a no-brainer. Go ahead and fuck. <laughs> I could see it going two ways if you wanted to push this. Yeah. One, Batman. Shit. Um, like somehow Catwoman is involved. Wait. And it's her cat. So Shorty is the penguin. Yeah. <laughs> and he has to try to work with Catwoman. So this also brings in Paul Rubens. 
Well, that's a completely different Batman. No, but Paul, Paul Rubens is the Penguin's dad. Well, yeah, but that was in Gotham, the show. No, it was in the movie, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. This just got wacky. Yeah. And, um, or it could go replace other characters with characters from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> okay, so... So would Dee be trying to kill the cat? <laughs> D would be Myra. <laughs> you're just thinking me like I'm some kind of damn bird. Oh, shut up, bird. And then the cat bites her and yeah. confirms it. Yeah. <laughs> and, I've actually never seen that show. I've, I've, oh, I've it's it. it's a. It's like if everybody in Seinfeld was a complete asshole. Yeah. Well, they are all assholes. Yeah, but extra assholes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I love that show because of the fact that everybody is, like, nobody wins. Like, the end of every episode, it's like they might do some good, but they end up right back where they started every single time. And, and they ne- deserve it. Yeah, and they deserve it, too, and it's funny as shit. Um, <laughs> I, huh. All right. I don't know how the plot would change, though. Yeah, I mean, it would, obviously, but... Well, I think the plot would be that they have this lucky cat, but they end up losing in the in the World Series. Like, they don't win at all. And, <laughs> uh, you know, or, and... Oh, wait, 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 so, like, they end up losing in the end because Frank Reynolds, Frank Reynolds actually owes money to the bookie. Oh, God. And then they end up losing overall in the end. What if... Yeah. What if Frank Reynolds was TJ and he left the cat, the team, just to fuck with everybody and make them mad? <laughs> I guess that wouldn't really change much, but yeah. it would be funny. Uh, now, um, I do I do have a few others. I, I have one, too. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, this is kind of a weird one, but for... Eric Yeager, let's replace him with Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan, and then let's make Myra Banner into the Hulk. So you got Eric, Aaron turns into a fucking Titan and fights with Myra, who turns into the Hulk. (laughs) And then we lose sight of the cat in the chaos because they're fighting a giant monster battle. And the cat just takes off to the stadium and just watches. But I think Jaeger would win because he'd be a, a titan. That means he's a giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who pets the kitty very gently. And if if Hulk Myra harms him, he could just jump out of his ti- titan body and then make a new one. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Dig, dig. Oh, right, I, yeah. rolling. I'm doing this virtually. 23! Oh my god, Attack! it's called Attack on Rhubarb. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got Danny DeVito, and we got a Titan, and we got a Hulk, and we got... Uh, <laughs> whatever else. Is, um, uh, I'm losing steam. <laughs> no, I, 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 I have another. Oh? Yeah. Um... Replace Myra with Myra from Tiny Toons. Elmira? Elmira. Oh my god. She wouldn't try to kill the cat. She would try to smother him by accident, yeah. hugging him. 
I want the kitty. I want to hold you and hug you and love you forever. And, and, and rhubarb hates her guts. And, yeah, rhubarb just hates it and tears away. And then, you know, and, and I imagine that he tears away the bow in her hair and then ends up giving it to Sulin. <laughs> As the extra bow with the skull. But it's like a gerbil skull, so yeah. wouldn't Sulin, you know, eat it or something, be, chew on it? Or bat it around. That's <laughs> uh, that, That's all I have for that one. Uh, let's roll for Elmira. <laughs> oh my god, so wait. If uh, we have Jaeger as a freaking titan, and then we replace Myra with Elmira, little cartoon girl who squeezes animals to death, what, what does that, is, does, does, the, does, do we have a titan attempting to step on a little girl who then hugs his ankle and breaks it? <laughs> We're just going into, like, it's like a Godzilla parody at this point, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, we have to also put one in, uh, for Doom. Hmm. Christopher Walken. All right. Because reasons. Four. No. Fuck. All right. And I throw my last one in. Hmm? Leonard Nimoy in the movie as Spock. <laughs> okay. <It's> 25. <laughs> okay. Spock is, in, is on the baseball team. Why is he playing baseball? Okay. So the way I see it in Star Trek Four, they had to loop around the sun in order to go back in time to go to... That works. Uh, and that works somehow to go back into San Francisco. But they have this that they loop around the sun, go back, and then the, the cat... Is that there's a time-space continuum problem where a cat owns a baseball team, but it also helps end wars and helps uh, the the owner of the uh, the next uh, generation. One of the passing owners and family of the cat is the guy who inspires space exploration. So they have to go back and they have to make this successful and the Brooklyn loons have to win the pennant because if they don't win the pennant, then what has to happen, what won't happen is the guy who discovers space exploration in Star Trek this is 4 like some quantum leap will shit. Not, yeah, yes, it is. Will not, <laughs> will not discover idea. any of this and therefore humanity will never reunite. So he has to play baseball and the most logical thing is just to keep everybody going so Spock is the one in the the one in the uh, in the locker room who actually gets everybody to pet the cat because it's most logical. <laughs> is there a whale involved? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Spock is the one who can talk with the cat because he mind melds with the cat and then gets everybody to that? come out. Well, yeah, he mind melded with the whale. Oh. So, yeah, so Spock mind melds with the cat in order to be able to calm Rhubarb down so therefore everybody can pet him. What if the cat's a megalomaniac and starts giving him orders? Ooh. And becomes dictator. But he's the, but he does an illogical thing and he can't he can't respond to that because he's a Vulcan. Good. I am really going off on a tangent. That's this, the uh, point. No, but I, I'm really getting, like, my brain is going in weird directions on this episode, I just realized. 
How about Sam Beckett shows up as leaps into Eric? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're going quantum leap too. Okay. Joe Pesci too as uh, Joe Pesci as Pencil Louie. Possibly. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Yes, I love that! Yeah, do it, do it, do it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's an 18. Fuck! 18, uh, uh, oh, I could I hear that! You think it would change yeah. much? Oh, yeah, I left the slugs in me here, and I always carry an eraser. You think it's funny? He, he might be able to, yeah, he might be able to make it a little more scary, kind of. Yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe he's, is he maybe faster? Villain, I think. You think he would be a faster draw than um, Pencil Louie? And then, what if Eric gets shot? And the end. Hey, this guy, you. You think it's funny like a clown? The, uh, I just. Eric gets shot, is in the hospital, they have to rebuild him. <laughs> <laughs> no. That turns into a totally different genre. What if they shoot Myra and she ends up getting the inheritance still and she ends up being the $6,000 woman? <laughs> <laughs> I'm rolling for that. 19, sorry. <laughs> I'll roll for Sam Beckett. 10, nope. So we still have a Titan. We have a little cartoon girl. Uh, we haven't successfully replaced Rhubarb. Mm. How about what we were both thinking? Garfield. Garfield. Yeah. yeah. 19 maybe the whole team gets fat yeah. <laughs> so, or maybe the whole team gets fat and then they kind of maybe they all eat hot dogs instead lasagna Babe Ruth ate hot dogs yeah yeah but Garfield sings lasagna yeah true yeah I can't play my cholesterol's too high <laughs> I feel like somehow normal would fuck everything up and he'd try to get normal out of the way oh yeah. did you think the St. Louis dog would be Odie then <laughs> Wait, yeah. look, I didn't. Did I roll for Garfield? Yeah, you did. Oh, it was it 19, failed. yeah. That's a bummer. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, he, Maybe Simba. As you know, he's a lion. He's kind of a cat. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I'll change it quite a bit. <laughs> eight. <laughs> Oh, hell. But everything that touches the stadium would be theirs. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch there. What's that? That's the port. That's the troughs. Oh the, God! The t- no flashbacks again. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Troughs. Oh, who came up with that? Don't touch that. That's the trough. Oh, jeez. Is that a real? Th- you told me that was a real thing. Uh huh. Oh. Uh-huh, no, it is, it's... Oh, that's, that's bad. Hmm, how about replacing any of the baseball players? Well, we had Leonard Nemo has Spock. Oh, yeah, Spock's in there now. Short, yeah, Shorty is Danny DeVito. That's right. We don't know if there's a Batman or a Always Sunny plot going on. Right. <laughs> We ought to go ahead and find out what this cat is. <laughs> so you have... Um, yeah, would you be against the baseball team or working with them? <laughs> what do you have? 
<laughs> you gotta put Mac and Dennis somewhere then. <laughs> With Mac trying to say, well, no, this is right. I think this interferes with the right plan. I think God would be against this. <laughs> and Dennis just, I don't know, probably having a woman in every, or uh, doing the stereotypical thing where he has a woman in every single So city. he's rhubarb? Yeah, Dennis would be rhubarb. In a cat costume. Ooh. And everyone's petting him, and then it's just weird. All right, yeah. Sex. Yeah, we're, we're okay. Yeah, I think the dice really want us to stop. I think the dice are satisfied with Spock and yeah. um, the I Titan. Michael from The Good Place. Hmm? The dancer's character. Michael from The Good Place. Uh, who, with you? who? Yeah. Oh, I, I was thinking as a player. But... Does he have okay. special powers? Making, like, TJ. Making TJ. <laughs> TJ, the eccentric millionaire's Michael the That's demon. Michael. All right. No that, that, will, that will, could change things, kind of. I don't yeah. like, especially, like, if the cat is, like, an evil cat or something like yeah. that. Mm, it gave me a 14. It's got to reach uh, 20. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think... I think that so. I think the dice want us to stop early because right. kind of outside the box. Yeah, that's funny though. That's good. But wh- what do we call this then? I, my original idea was attack on rhubarb, but um, now we got Elmira, and Elmira stops Jaeger by breaking his ankle with a hug. Yeah. So does Elmira win? But if she wins, she would kill the cat somehow, yeah. probably. I mean, it's the only thing I could think of is rhubarb looney tune. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Because they're, they're loons. Mm. Oh! Oh my god. What if there were other... It's Acme Luniversity's team. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Tiny Toons make Holy up the baseball shit. team. They even have Sylvester the Cat as uh, rhubarb. <laughs> Why is everyone flushing me? <laughs> That's 21! We've got Tiny Toons and. Why is Sylvester? So Sylvester could direct the team himself. Yeah. True, yeah. I know a lot about baseball. This ain't that hard. Would Tweety be fucking with him? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Furball would have to be there too. Right. Because we're talking Tiny Toons. So, so you have... So, Furball is one of the kittens? Okay. And you have... Sylvester G- got so TJ that. is Montana Max. Oh, oh no. That, did he die of uh, some kind of childhood disease? <laughs> That's sad. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, it just gets really creepy out. <laughs> Holy shit. He's a child and he dies in his bed from cancer. He has kid cancer. <laughs> but my money won't save me. Wait, so Elmira's... How's Elmira's daughter? Yeah, Is there a time wait, paradox? Yeah. Holy shit, we just destroyed this whole fucking movie. <laughs> oh, man. Quantum rhubarb. Qu- quantum rhubarb. Yeah. <laughs> Quantum rhubarb, I think, is what we need to call this, really. Yeah. Okay. We, I'm getting yeah, tired. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, we just wrap this because this is like... Unless it's, you have it, any other ideas? It just gets deeper and deeper and weirder and weirder. <laughs> Not that I can think of right now. 
All right, Brian, why don't you go ahead and plug Historic Pinstripes? Yeah, thanks. I, uh, well, you can find Historic Pinstripes pretty much on any podcast platform, like I mentioned before. Also, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at HistoricNYY. You can follow us at, on Instagram, where I usually tweet out like a picture of the... I, I do like a little... Uh, picture of, of whatever the topic is um, that, that's at Historic Pinstripes and then also I have a Facebook which is the Historic Pinstripes um, so yeah feel free to check it out and also uh, feel free to just like uh, leave us any suggestions on other future topics if you'd like to uh, yeah so thanks for having me on too I appreciate it. Uh, you are quite welcome. And also, there will be one episode coming in the future where I will be helping Brian out. Correct, yeah. Um, where we go quite crazy. We talk about 2003. And we'll yeah. leave it at that. So, next week's movie is? Um, let me check the thingy. I have it all written down in my notebook. Oh, next week's a special one. We are reviewing the uh, first X-rated cartoon, Fritz the Cat. And we will have friends of ours, and actually our first returning guest mm-hmm. uh, will be coming in, uh, well, second, because Staples Brian... Staples Charlie? No. Was the Staples Charlie, I mean, on our show twice? Yeah, okay, and, so, but our... When, Dan was on our show before he yeah. was a regular. And, okay, so forget what I just <laughs> said. But we have also a recent returning guest, uh, JD, from the Going Hollywood podcast, oh, yeah. who will be coming on with the ghost, and then we get... JD, this is for you, but we go find a little more with you weirdos. Um, so it's uh, from the friends from the Going Hollywood podcast will be coming on to help us review it, and oh my god, I think they're going to be amazing. Mm. They're going to be amazing. JD is one of those dudes who does, like, he's the master of impressions, who can do everything from Zulu, uh, Sulu to uh, Morgan Freeman. That would be great for fantasy casting. Yeah, like he just, he, I, I don't know how the hell he does it. I thought I was good, but, like, uh, I... Uh, I, I'm not. I recently was on Going Hollywood uh, when I helped them review the Super Mario Brothers movie from from the 1990s and uh, they, they're funny as hell all great of it but I'm going toe to toe with him doing impressions and he just like he trumped me every one of them amazing um, and uh, so you know go visit our friends go in Hollywood uh, go in Hollywood podcast because they're just getting better and better and funnier and funnier every time uh, but they'll be good. So uh, I think we'll wrap up this one. Um, we're good? Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, take care and wait, what's the line? Be good. Be good. Take care. Take care of yourself. But don't be too good. <laughs>